everybody. Welcome back here to Cloud Wars Disruptors series. And one of the most disruptive companies for quite some time has been Workday, one of the most successful high growth applications vendors. Delighted to have with us today, co-founder and co-CEO, Neil Busser. Neil, welcome. Great to see you. It's good to be with you, Bob. So, Neil, uh, as it happens, we're out in uh, the Bay Area, and the, the wind's howling outside. It's a little uh, crazy on the outside, but I wanted to get, you know, some of your sense. You meet with CEOs all the time across every sort of industry. What's their mood like these days? Are they they feeling like, uh, you know, there's optimism in the air, their business as usual? What's it like? I think there's long-term optimism. Uh, we're in a healthy business cycle uh, from an innovation perspective, from uh, from a globalization perspective. Uh, and I think in the short term, we're all trying to figure out what's actually going to happen with the economy. Are we going to go into a recession or not? If we do, I think it's going to be a mild recession. And there's, there's a good chance we don't. I think the odds are 50-50. And it's all about how these higher interest rates impact the economy. But I, I don't see this as a COVID kind of shock to the system or the global financial crisis, 2008, 2009. I've been around long enough. This is just a run-of-the-mill recession at worst. And I think CEOs are still very committed to their digital transformation yeah. efforts. Yeah, that's such an incredible driver there. So I wanted to ask on that side, you know, what the conversations you have with CEOs, right? And so it's that they've got to become more of a digital business. What else is on their mind and, and how do they approach this? Like sequentially, they're trying to do a lot of things at once. I think I think they're actually trying to do a lot of things at once. And business cycles in general just have become a lot faster. And as a company, whether you're a tech company or you're uh, a traditional company, you have to be tech enabled. So they they see uh, technology as very important to their future. I'd say a couple topics that are very much on the minds of CEOs. Number one, talent. Uh, we're still, despite the efforts to slow down the economy, labor markets are still very tight. We're transitioning from a job-based world to a skills-based world, and that's a big transition. Uh, but if you talk to all CEOs, uh, talent is a top five initiative. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, the other one is just being uh, having better systems to not just look at what happened in the past and and in the present, but also in the future. And that really drives you towards AI and ML. Yeah. And what I what I see with most CEOs, they're already deploying those kinds of technologies in their core business. If it's insurance, it's around claims processing. If it's banking, it's fraud detection. If it's uh, manufacturing, it's anomalies on the shop floor. Uh, retail has been using AI for a long time for a recommendation. So it's now about uh, about bringing it into their uh, business platforms like HR and finance. And we're more than ready. We've had the capabilities for a while and we can help customers uh, automate some drudgery type of work and also be a, a very powerful analytic assistant on the side to help make better decisions. Yeah. And Neil, would you say that within that context, the, some of those priorities you just mentioned, a digital transformation is a big part of that, like uh, new business models, because that, that just seems to be something that, you know, companies went for decades perfecting an existing model, but now it's entirely new models. Absolutely. And you need a you need a flexible underlying accounting system for that. And, uh, you know, there's new models around subscription-based um, pricing and and, uh, and and a way of interacting with customers. Almost everybody, even automotive manufacturers, I'm on the board of General Motors, and a lot of their services, software value-added services are subscription-based services. And then, of course, when you look at all the hyperscalers like AWS and Microsoft and Google, 
they've all innovated with consumption-based models. And I think that's another new model that, that companies are exploring. So uh, new models and you need flexible accounting systems because the old models aren't going away. The new models are typically augmenting uh, the old models. So you have to have multiple models where you, where you work with your customers. Right, right. And, and Neil, it's been interesting watching uh, work over the last couple of years, this sort of shift is, you know, I guess it's in part because of these new business models, but your customers are looking more for more industry specific capabilities. So where's Workday on that journey? You know, uh, HR tends to be uh, less industry specific, but there are some differences in the way that uh, talent is is managed. And we've, we've built those in uh, for for many years. On the finance side, we started with uh, education and government. Accounting is just done different in those industries. You get to healthcare, it's all about uh, lot tracking and and uh, and drug lots and making sure that that's part of the supply chain. That's where a lot of the uniqueness comes for healthcare. And for financial services, it's things like average daily balance uh, and funds transfer pricing. In order to be a full solution for the industries, you have to build those industry capabilities. And so those were the first three industries we targeted. Okay. We built out those capabilities and you'll continue to see us build out industry capabilities within the realm of HR and, and financials with the one exception of higher ed where we're actually building a student system as well. Yeah. Um, and Neil, one of the other things too that's come up so right is you just described it with the course uh, HCM products and financials. So you've been at the CHRO and the CFO's door for a while, but you've got a new level of engagement now with CIOs, right? Yeah, thanks to our uh, our brilliant product leader, Cheyenne, uh, we brought Workday Extend to the market. And, and as you know, Bob, there has there's been demand for a long time from our customers for a extensibility or in the past we call a customization platform. And we were careful to introduce something until we really felt like we had a platform that could handle changes and we could move those changes from version to version. Right. And so with Workday Extend, uh, CIOs now have a platform that they can use to extend Workday either for smaller apps that we're not going to build or for custom apps that already exist. And so we have a, a platform in it and demand and usage has gone through the roof in the last 12 months. And it really is a great enabler for CIOs to maybe finish that last mile that might be unique to their company in, in work to extend. And what they build is a first class citizen with the, uh, within the tenant, uh, basically uh, our security is wrapped around it, same user experience. So it, it, it really has been uh, a great win for us and for, and for the CIOs and our customers. Yeah. And, and Neil, I think I've heard it picked up more of the last two or three years regarding Workday of saying that uh, there are a lot of businesses out there and it was just how the tech industry worked. I'll take one of these and one of those and one of those. Now in this more data-driven world, they've got to be able to get at their data more quickly and easily. So is Workday able to be now a consolidator in some way as you talk to the CIOs? Yeah, you know, there, there are a lot of point solutions out there uh, in AI and ML in particular uh, where they've got good technology, but they don't have access to data. But we've got both the AI and ML technology for our customers to use, and we have access to data on the HR side, over 60 million records. And the other trend that we're seeing, especially in a more challenging economic environment, companies tend to want to go to safety. And 15 years ago, we might not have been viewed as a safe choice, but, but now we are. Yeah. And so, especially as we see some of the startups struggle, consolidate more of those point solutions uh, like uh, historically recruiting or learning, but now things like skills cloud consolidated onto Workday, you know, planning onto Workday 
more from one vendor that you that you trust and you have a long-term relationship with. So in some ways, the the economic uncertainty actually benefits benefits us and benefits the other more established providers. Okay, okay. And Neil, you know, uh, what is it's a hundred days or so since you know Chat GPT exploded and you know knocked the earth off its axis a little bit. But <laughs> I think it was three or four years ago in a conversation with you, you said you were the like the Pied Piper of ML within Workday. So it's it's not new to you folks. Yeah. Where are things with that, and especially in the minds of your customers? Well, I think. Uh, our customers are deploying AI and ML pretty aggressively, uh, you know, as I mentioned in their core business up front, and now they're turning to HR and financials. ChatGPT is a really powerful technology. It's got to be used the right way. Uh, there's wrong ways to use it. And what I worry about a little bit is that traditional AI and ML, it's, it's kind of funny to call the traditional AI and ML, that we forget about that. Those are still really, really powerful. ChatGPT is great at creating content, it's it's conversational, uh, but the analytics that you can do with traditional AI and ML are still really, really valuable. And what I see from customers uh, is is high uptake in that area. It doesn't, it's not like they say we want AI and ML, they want products powered by AI and ML. Yeah. And so Skills Cloud would be a great, uh, a great instance of that where we enable uh, jobs to be broken down into skills and uh, put it in a canonical format, normalized across all of our customers, and then we can help our customers do matching in terms of people they want to hire against the skills they're looking for, uh, where where the, the the job definition might be outdated at this point. Yeah. So, and that's all AI and ML driven. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it clearly in Workday's case, it's not just a new feature. Like, oh, here's a cool new thing. Well, yeah. Let's say ML in every other uh, sentence. That, you know, <laughs> would be cool. Um, now, I do have to ask you, too. So uh, now, Carl Eschenbach on board is co-CEO, and you guys will be co-CEOs for about the next 10 months, and then you're going to move on to the next stage of, of your career. Yeah. What's that going to be like? Uh, well, I will just say that I, I'm thrilled that Carl's on board. I, I took Workday as far as I could operationally. You know, we're $6 billion in revenues, uh, pretty healthy market capitalization. And operationally, I needed to find, and the company needed to find a successor. I'm going to go back to being uh, focused on products and technology. I will be a full-time uh, um, executive chair. Yeah. And, you know, going back to the roots of when Dave and I started the company, when got to do the, the stuff I like to do, which is looking looking into the future and what, what should work they be building yeah. and not worrying about, uh, the the day to day operating issues, which I'm not so good at, anyways, and so, you know, I like to tease Cheyenne that I'm going to be in his kitchen a lot more, <laughs> and uh, I'm spending a lot more time in Boulder where he's based. So good. You go out to where the brains are; you don't make them come to see you. So, yeah. perfect. Well, spoken like somebody who's uh, you know ready and able to move on to that next phase. It sounds like fun. Neil, any closing thoughts you wanted to share? Uh, yeah, I think it's an exciting time for enterprise software. Uh, AI and ML were taking off when ChatGPT showed up. Uh, we're all we're all we're trying to do in enabling, and I talked to Mark Benioff about this with these technologies, is is help our customers uh, run their businesses better and in a smarter way, in a more intelligent way. Take advantage of all that data. And what I what I think is really not nice about enterprises, the data is not the wild wild west of the consumer internet. It's clean data. It's generated by the system for the most part. Uh, it's it's data that uh, doesn't have bias in it. 
and so I think there's a lot of power to enterprise use of AI and ML and now, and now chat GBT. Uh, the last thing I'd like to end with is uh, I've always appreciated our friendship. We've been doing these for a long time. I remember when you were at Information Week and interviewed Dave and I on our first PR roadshow. That might have been 16 or 15 yeah. or 16 years ago. I, yeah. I just uh, want to thank you for just being a friend for all these years and uh, hope we hope we do more together. Uh, Neil, thank you. Um, I don't know about you, but I, I I didn't have as much gray hair back then. I think <laughs> it was the first time we met. But uh, no, Neil, thanks. So this has been great. Uh, admire what your company's doing and that long-term focus you've always had on customers. Start there, uh, send it on the employees, then do what you can for your customers. I think it's it's a model too that a lot of companies well, are aspiring thank to. Thank you. It all comes from uh, uh, you know from the value system you started, and uh, we're all disciples of Dave and yeah. uh, and. You know, he's somewhere watching right now. Probably going to send me a message. You should say this or this. But I love Dave. And I just credit to him, so much to him as to where we are as a company. Perfect. Lifelong learning. Well, Neil, thank you so much. This has been great. And uh, folks, thanks to all of you for being with us here. This conversation with uh, Workday co-CEO, co-founder, Neil Bussery, getting ready in about 10 months to move over to executive chairman. See you next time.